Welcome to a guide culture podcast series called Loy Lessons. I'm here, Macy McNeely, with my dad, Loy Day. Hello, everyone. And Loy Lessons, if you've been around for a while, you know they are not new. In fact, this is where a lot of everything about guide culture kind of began. At the beginning of my business journey, I was learning so much from Loy, learning how to sell, learning how to be credible, how to be liked and trusted, and and really learning these unwavering truths, these principles that were overflowing into Instagram and were really giving me a lot of traction. And he was giving me so much valuable information that all I could do, all I knew to do was to share him with the world. And we kind of got in this habit of every Thursday, he would share something called a Loy lesson on Instagram stories. Do you remember that, Loy? I do. Now, what happened though, I was not trying to share a Loy lesson. Right. You forced me I to did. do a Loy lesson. I put the phone in his face and I said, share some yeah. good, valuable yeah. content. It would start out where Macy would be talking with her audience on an Instagram story and she would just put the phone in my face and say, say something, Loy. Then eventually she would say, give us a lesson, Loy. And then eventually every Thursday we would have an an official Loy lesson. And during that time, remember, we also did some live Instagram stories for probably close to a year. Every morning is like our morning show yeah. because we were trying to build the guide culture name and Mm -hmm. get things going. So the Loy lessons did develop from that. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to continue them further into a podcast series. So many of you loved the Loy lessons, and we are so excited to just bring that series back in podcast form. So here is how it works. Every Wednesday and Friday on the Guide Culture Podcast, there will be a two-part series, a two-part message from Loy. And then on Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, there's going to be a clubhouse room called the School of Sales. And this is where he's going to kind of have a part three uh, on Clubhouse, but even better, this is where discussion and coaching actually happens. His name is Coach Loy Day on his social media because that is his gift is to coach. And he's he spends most of his time coaching inside of guide culture and especially with our guide culture coaches. So for him to be able to come and coach on Clubhouse is just so awesome and just honestly, it's it's priceless. So put that on your calendar, 10 a.m. Eastern time for Clubhouse. And the best way to get to the Clubhouse room is just to go to Clubhouse and search School of Sales, but also on the guide culture Instagram, we actually link the room right before it goes live. So you can just swipe up on those Instagram stories and it'll take you right to the clubhouse room. Hope you enjoyed this series and we will see you in the School of Sales room. Hey everyone, Loy here. And just a little bit about me, just so everyone knows, I started the venture of learning personal development and sales back in my mid twenties when I was at a rock bottom point in my life and I need to find a way, a direction. And, and these things is where my my mind and my heart took me. I said, I need to get into the business world. I want to get into the game. I want to go play the game. And then I was like, well, I need some skills. I need some, and, and as I would develop skills and mindset, I would just become almost addicted to it, trying to learn more and more because it was so exciting, so thrilling. And every time I was in a, a job or a position, 
through the way because many times we're in different positions in, in our career. But every time I remember just being so excited, so fired up about what I was doing. And then if for some reason or some point in time, I would change from being really fired up to, I don't think this is it anymore. It would be like a, sh- a, a pretty quick shift. I would just, you just know, you know how sometimes you just know. And when the shift happens, you can try to go find your way back but but it's hard and then when the shift happens i think it's time to make some kind of a move pretty quickly because you don't get caught in a situation where you're just dragging out something that you don't feel like you belong it's not your place anymore and one of the things that i learned in this personal development in listening to the psychology of winning dr dennis waitley he talked about the shade tree the many times if you if you do these things in life, you get into the game, you start living a meaningful and purposeful life and you're fired up and you're doing the things and you're growing spiritually and growing all the ways. Along the way, you're going to be planting shade trees. And many times it's going to be a shade tree that you never sit under. Sometimes you will sit under. Sometimes you'll never know it was even planted along the way. Or maybe you planted it. Maybe you watered it. Maybe you nurtured it. Maybe you pruned it. You don't know what your life is doing around you. But the point is, if if we're really doing the right things and, 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 and totally into what we're doing, we've got a better chance at planting those shade trees that we're either going to sit under or not sit under. It doesn't matter whether we sit under it or not. But the fact that we're out there doing noble work is the is the thing that gives us ultimately the fulfillment and the happiness. I was doing a little content for Macy yesterday. Macy, my daughter, who's the you know the co CEO of Guide Culture, she started the whole thing and started and was kind of brought in my content to get it started because I had a lot of years of this kind of content and I knew it was a golden thing. But she asked me the question. She said, "Do you like capitalism?" And the answer, of course, is yes, I do. I love it. And but I went deeper into the answer. It's like it, but it's not how much money you make and how well you do and how free of a life that you can live and how you can do what you want to do and work your hours. And it's, it's not all that. It is that. But the bigger part about capitalism is really the opportunity to be in the game. Because when you get in the game and play and you play to win and you hustle and you get after it and you put your heart and soul into it and you're out serving others and doing things that, you know, and you're getting these fixes because someone bought something or something worked or you made a profit or whatever it is, the long, really what's happening there is your internal fulfillment. It's your feeling the need that we have is to go out and compete and win and, and, and make it and, and all that and, and per- contribute. And it's, it, who knows how far you go or how low you go. It, that's not the point. The point is that we are enjoying the contribution along the way. And with that being said, with those two concepts being said, I want to talk about something. Talk about the, the shade tree that you may or may not sit under. And we're talking about contributing into a, a way that's a very fulfilling way to contribute and live. And we want to talk about the employment side of this versus being self-employed. First of all, everyone works for someone. It doesn't matter if you're self-employed and have a thousand employees, you work for someone. You probably work for all your customers. You work for, you know, to stay in line with, uh, you know, the, the legal system. 
and you work for uh, you work for someone who's much greater than you for your your morality, your spiritual growth, and you know serving God and making sure that you know that He's really the ultimate victor and He's the ultimate purpose for everything. So we're all working for someone. No one's just really autonomous completely. But let's think if you're if you're an employee for anyone. You can be for you're the first employee of a startup organization, or you could be the five thousandth employee of a large, huge, you know, Fortune 100 company. The concept is all the same, and it's the same concept as if you're on a ball team. Let's say a basketball team. I played basketball in high school. And if you're on that basketball team, whether you're the person who the the uh, the person who keeps the score on the on the bench keeps the the stats for the coach to the person who runs you know the technical stuff to the to the the team that practices as the opposing team during during the practice so that you're preparing the the team to play or if you're the star of that team you all have the same goal we're all, we're after the same mission and so so let's go back to that employee I'm going to take a personal example of myself when I was started my business i'd start and then uh you know this is 30 years ago and right off the bat i hired someone because i wanted to get out and sell and need somebody you know need support you start you, usually a lot of times you make that investment hire somebody pretty quickly and then over the years i would hire people and you know it's they're in they're out and this then i get to the point i'd notice i'd hire people and i could tell pretty quickly where their heart was after I hired them. Because remember, when you hire somebody into a new business, or if you start, if you're that person, you start a new business, there's a learning curve. And that during that learning curve, you're a dead loss to the, to the business until you can catch up to the learning curve and become a profit. So there's a learning curve there where you're a dead loss anyway. And so if I see someone come in fairly, I would know pretty quickly if they were hired and started working, how where their heart was. Uh, for example, I had this one person, he came in, she came in, and right off the bat, every time I look in there, she was texting and then putting her phone in the drawer, day one. And I finally said, who are you texting with? My mom. And well, at the end of the day, she was there working for me, drawing a paycheck, but she was really not there in heart. She was she was at home with her mom. She was not doing anything to really contribute to building her value up to the get to the learning curve. Then we have young bucks come in, some young guys out of college. And I think, well, these guys are going to be fired up when we come in. And and they could not get out of there quick enough when the 5 o'clock bell rang. I said, where are you going? Going to the apartment to get by the pool. And so their goal was really, of course, to, you know, find, the, find a girl or something because, you know, they weren't married. I understand all that. But the point is, when they come in, where's the heart? Another way I could tell, uh, when we sit in there at, meet for you know have lunch or something around lunchtime i could tell by the conversations around the lunch table like in my beginning years we would all be so fired up around the lunch table we're talking about a case we're working on a problem we're having you know a coverage issue or an underwriting issue we'd be talking about business things at the lunch table then when i start hearing talking about personal things around the lunch table i knew their heart was not into it as much as well this is lunch i'm off now 
versus, you know, I'm thinking about this all the time. I'm thinking about this even during lunch. There's a different heart issue there. Then one time we had someone that just started, hasn't been working there alone. We were sitting around lunch and she did not realize what she was doing, but she was talking so much about her side hustle, her real passion. And finally I said, if that's where your real passion is, what are you doing here? I mean, how miserable is it to be a place where you're not passionate? It's really miserable, honestly. So let's think about the the goal of working for someone. They're paying you. They need you to make a profit for them. And then finally, this is why I started giving this talk to every employee that I hired right before we get through most of the process. Then I'd want to have this little mindset talk before we made the final hire. I said, let's if you go to work for a Fortune 500 country, Fortune 100, say you go to work for Coca-Cola, why do they even hire you? Why do they hire you? And, of course, you get all these answers, and I say, really, there's only one reason you were hired is to make a profit for the stockholders. That's why you're there. Now, how you do it, there's all these different ways to do it, but that's why you're really there. And I say, now, in this organization here, I happen to be the stockholder. You're hired to make me a profit. That's why you're here. Now, how you do it may be different. You know, maybe different ways to do it, but the only way you're going to do it is if your heart is there, if that's what you want to do. If you understand that and you're hustling, you're getting through the learning curve, you're doing things to add value, figuring out how can I make this company more profitable? You know, how can I add a customer, retain a customer, figure out a quicker process? You know, because I always tell my people, think, you know, I'm always looking for better processes, better ways. Give me an idea. Give me an idea that you think is different. And if I come in there and ask you something, I say, tell me what you're working on. I want to hear the whole details. I want to hear your thinking process, what you're working on, why you're working on it. Not because I want to get you in trouble, because I want to learn and also give you some good, solid advice on how to do something. Like, you know, a positive lecture, so to speak. So the purpose of employment is to make the profit. Uh, and it's a mindset of the team that if, if you come in or you've went in an organization as an employee and and you do things to not, you know, you can be either apathetic, you don't care one way or the other, you can be either all fired up, or you can be kind of negative. Well, if you're the negative person, if you're spreading cancer, if you're the cancer that's spreading bad things within the organization, if you're gossiping, if you're leading people toward having a bad attitude or low work ethic, or you're talking to customers in a way that uh, it's going to run them off, anything you're doing that's negative, that's an immediate red flag that's got to be dealt with because then it starts spoiling everybody else in there. And and another thing is if, if you don't have the aptitude, if you can't do it and, you, and you're kept around or kicked around to just to mess up another place in the organization, that's not good either. That's why you need to be working on being better uh, because there's always somebody in the lower the lowest 10% of the situation. There's always somebody. You never want to be in that position. Then the apathetic is, I don't really care. You know, I'm not going to cause any trouble, but I'm not really fired up about it. My heart's not there. I just don't care. You know, I'm just kind of apathetic. I'm just here drawing my paycheck. But you're still not making a profit for the stockholders doing that. You only make the profit when your heart's there, when you're fired up trying to do something. And I know for me, I've always been fired up in everything I've done until I wasn't. Then when I wasn't, I started looking for the next thing. Something would probably show its face to make me do that. Either I'd miss a, you know, I could see, well, I don't have any future here or, you know, the attitude around here is bad or there's no room. There's always something, or I hate this now. It's, it's miserable. For some reason, then I'd start looking pretty quickly. But if you're there, you want to be an asset to the organization, 
an absolute asset. And, and the attitude is like an excited team player. If you think about it, if back in the basketball days, they would give away awards, you know, hustle award, uh, you know, spirit award, most improved award, most valuable player, all those awards, you know, in, in sports. And as an employee, you should be working for those awards. You should be doing something to stand out in those areas so that when the, when the coach calls at the, at the final back, he's giving awards, you're on the list. You know, that's my most spirit award. This person's always got the positive spirit encouraging everyone. Or this is most improved. They have worked so hard this year. They've improved, done so many things well. You know, their work ethic's really showing up. They're the most valuable player. They're doing everything for so many people. Like, I don't know how we'd make it without it. So that's that's the goal. And the thing is, when you're doing that, when you're, when you're living like that, like, the day passes by really, really fast. All of a sudden... When the five o'clock strikes, you don't, you're not ready to get out of there. You got some work to finish up or you get there early. Another thing that I would notice is if you back in the day, now, now it's getting more flexible the way things were, but we're five thirty, eight thirty till five, took an hour for lunch. And you know, eight thirty five really means you're at your desk working at eight thirty, getting after it. And, and you go hard till the lunch break. That would be a normal thing. But people would get there 8.30, 8.35, you know, go to the kitchen, get all their breakfast, take their coffee and their bagel to the desk, you know, fire up the computer. They're not really not working until probably 8.45, maybe 9 o'clock. Well, that 30 minutes, they were getting paid during that time. But so you see the difference between being an asset and just showing up and getting by. And, um, and then when they get there and maybe get on Facebook and spend some time just chatting around, not really pushing the wagon. They're just riding on the wagon, but not pushing. So as an employee, think about it. Bring a profit to the stakeholders. You know, make everyone around you win. We had someone one time that was in our guide culture, and she was really trying to to climb the corporate ladder. She's a corporate person trying to learn, you know, growing herself in the class, and she thinking hard, studying, working. I can just tell. And finally, she popped up the question sitting on the front row. If I want to climb in the corporation, how do I do that? And and the answer was, which ended up being a good answer, I believe, because I think it worked out very well for her. But the answer was, the way you do that is you make you help the team win. You be the MVP, making the team win. Forget about yourself. Help every member on that team. Help your help your boss win. That's how you climb. And eventually, when things went south and they had to let everybody go, she was the one that they kept around. She was the MVP because her mindset was the team needs to win. I need to be the asset to help that team to win. And that is so fulfilling and so fun when that's what you are. Uh, the second, you know, that was basically my that whole point there was around give it your all. If you want to plant and grow the crusade tree, you have to give it your all, give your heart. It was the NFL um, most. Hall of Famer, uh, the the tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. He say, ask him, say, what's the difference? What's the difference between you and everybody else? Everybody's got talent. What's the difference? He said, those of us at the top level in the NFL, we're playing with our heart. We're not playing for the contract. We're not playing for the money. You know, we're in it with our heart to be the best we can be to help our team be the best they can be. Our heart is where the separator is, and that's with all of us and everything we do. So, giving it your all with your heart leading the way and then everything following with it. 
The second thing is here is that you can love and serve in any capacity. It doesn't matter if you're the custodian at the elementary school. There's so many opportunities right there to serve and love in that capacity. Think of all the people you're in contact with, the people you can set an example for, the people spirit you can uplift, uh, the you know the the extra miles that you can go to just hustle and do do the job, help the school win, help the community win, all the things you can do in that capacity with the right attitude. There's so much, there's so many uh, shade trees that that custodian can plant, and it doesn't matter what role you're in, you can do that. If you're if you're on the back of a garbage truck, you know picking up the garbage. You got people around you that's that's working with you, watching your example, watching your work ethic, watching your attitude, watching where your heart is. You've got customers, you've got doing your job right. You've got all the things that you can do to love and serve in any capacity that you're here. And and simply by by living like that, by thinking, you know, I'm gonna give this my all. I'm gonna be I'm gonna do the best I can do with this. This is what I'm doing. I'm I'm here to pull pull a profit for this organization. I'm here to help this organization win. That's uh, That fulfills you in life right there. That fulfills you very well in life. You become joyful and content because this, in, this contentment is where, all the, is, where all the, is where all the action is. It's not the external, look what I have, which with all this social media, everybody's trying to show what they have. But what they really have, you know, can be hidden because you only have to post what you want to post. So it's all... It's in a different area. It's it's in the internal, the personal, the spiritual growth is really, and then going out and living that life, living the love life, uh, the way the the verb love is meant to be lived. Uh, you know, the verb love is 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 agape. You know, the Greek had four levels of love. They had four words for the word love, and and here on the Western over here, we just have one. We call it love. But they have four. They have a the the ergos or something, the the sensual kind. Then they have the the family kind, then they have the brotherly love, then they have what they call the agape, which is the verb form, the the act of loving people in a way that can be seen, can be actually demonstrated. And the other thing that you're going to find, though, is you is you really do all these things, then all of a sudden, when you're showing that you're having success, things are working, you're doing well, you're likely going to be given more responsibility. You're likely going to be kicked up the line because... That's where you belong. I did that all the time. When, when someone showed themselves that they could do something well, they just got given more. If we had somebody trying to do some sales and we noticed they were closing sales, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna feed them more leads. If they're closing, I'm gonna feed them more. And if they're, if they're getting more work done, I'm gonna give them more responsibility. I'm gonna give bigger accounts to service. Uh, whatever it is, when when you hustle and do things and do well for the, for the team, you're gonna be given more opportunities. There's just no question about it. So what is happening as you are giving it all for your boss? Because we talked about everyone is working for you, for someone. And, and those wins that you're having as you're having your boss win and you, you become that team player, you know, that's this form of love where you're being kind and generous and, and helpful and doing all these things. That, that boomerangs back around. That stuff will circle back around. But you, the biggest thing is you start learning you start learning new skills. You learn new traits. You learn things about yourself on how to rise. You know, the cream rises to the top, how to rise and be be successful wherever you are. Before you go to the next place, you want to be successful where you are. You don't leave on a on a loss. You want to leave on a win. You don't leave, leave on the championship team. 
uh, not on a down team. So you start learning how to win. You start learning things about yourself. And, and then you become kind of contagious. Hopefully you become that person that other people say, I want to be like him. They're saying, you know, that's, that person is really uh, representing themselves well. And that's, that's what it looks like to win. And, and then you become irreplaceable. Then all of a sudden, everybody's going to scramble around trying to figure out how to keep you around. And, or other people's going to be scrambling trying to figure out how to get you because you're that irreplaceable. But when you do leave, when you eventually leave, if you do, uh, you're going to leave it in good shape. And you're going to leave a sweet taste behind about you. And, and when I say when you leave is you may not. Maybe just leave that position, go to another. Maybe you're right in the place you need to be, and that is wonderful. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying that if you're thinking, well, there's got to be something more here, but I'm planted here, what do I do? And I'm saying you grow the best you can be the be a winner where you are right now. <laughs> and then... Then the next session, we're going to talk about, talk about the call, the calling, because there's really no reason to make a move for anything else unless you feel a calling to do so, a calling to do so. So next, uh, the next podcast, we will talk about the calling. And so you guys have a great day.